In a world with custom calls, custom shotguns, and custom shotgun shells, why stop there? Why not custom decoy rigs made to hunt the way you hunt? From the jerk cords for the flooded timbers of Arkansas, to the long lines for the diver hunts of the Great Lakes, to the Texas rigs for the crawfish ponds of Louisiana and the rice fields of the Sacramento Valley. At A-Bear's Custom Decoy Rigs, LLC, they have the rig for you. From their coated cable to their patent tangle-free monofilament rigs to their endless weight, shapes, and sizes, they have what you're looking for. Find them at www.abearcustomdecoyrigs.com or find them on their Facebook page. Remember, get the rig for the way you hunt. Flyway Connections is brought to you by The Real Decoy. If you're looking to make your decoy spread come alive, check out the products. From the Roughneck and Natural Swimmer, with the Max Flow keel design for optimal speed and battery life. To their Natural Flutter Extreme Mod 1, featuring their new proprietary Tsunami Wave technology that gives your decoy spread natural water movement. If you're the hardcore waterfowler looking for hardcore motions, look up the Real Decoy products at realdecoy.com. Use promo code FWC22 for 15% off of your next purchase. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another show, Flyway Connections. Like always, I'm here with my buddy Joe and Sharp. Joe? Hey, how y'all doing today? So on this episode, we're kind of just going to discuss getting, you know, getting ready for the season. Um, we're a few weeks away from Arkansas, Texas, and Louisiana opening up. And we're kind of going to talk about some of the gear we're going to be using this year, uh, some of the things we've done to blinds and, you know, and we'll end the show with what we're running on our um, our lanyards and shotguns. So I love yeah, we're gonna. Talking. Yeah, we're we're just uh, honestly, we're just gonna talk. We'll probably rant on about some other stuff that <laughs> off. <laughs> but uh, this was a uh, last minute show. We, uh, you know, life happens, but um, it is what it is. Uh, I guess, man. Let's start off. I guess, um, y'all. I'm excited. Three weeks sharp. We're headed we'll out get some of the Walnut yeah. Ridge. Go get after them speckle bellies. Uh, I know all three of us are getting a little jelly of the people hunting right now because their seasons open up. So, 100%. man, I'm just it ready. makes me a spiteful person. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just ready to get out there, bro. You have no idea. Yeah, like, I'm, and I'm trying to be super nice to people when they right, when they when they hit me up and they're showing them about one day. You know, screw you. I'm not <laughs> for a month before I can start duck hunting. But just get real petty. Yeah, but I had my early teal season and that was phenomenal. Um, but dude, that's some dude. When that early teal season comes out, and it it, it hurts your heart because you know you get that a little, little depressed. You yeah, know, you gotta wait another two months. Like I'll be honest, like I spend more money in this time period when we go to teal, and then you go oh, to yeah. that like get ready for big duck, bro. Like. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just bought some flock of flickers. I bought more ammo. Um, I bought, uh, what else? I bought me, um, I bought, I bought me like the small stuff you need as far as a, a duck hunter. We all know the headlamps are key. Batteries is key. Um, and then I, I got some roughnecks coming in from uh, the real decoy. So I have the, uh, 
the roughneck swimmer Hannon uh Hannon Mallard. And then uh I have um the uh I I guess that roughneck pack also comes with the 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 flutter butt, so um I'm excited. Dude, you have to be motioned out. I know. Right, That's bro. what I was about to say, dude. You can just throw like, like, I would have run out of the whole thing. Bro, motion, dude. That's what I was thinking. If you got all those swimmers, just put like, dude, well, you, you gotta can think. get away with four swimmers, four swimmers, and like one or two just sitting out on the side. That's a money spread. I mean, you gotta think of the flutter real. flickers, the the uh, the TRDs, uh, uh, flutter extreme. I have uh, the Drake swimmer. Then I have the now the roughneck swimmers, and then the two flutter butts, and then the lucky duck spinning wings. Um, the mojo so top water spinning I, and the flock of flickers. You're gonna you're gonna say something about the flock of flickers, Joe? No, well, kind of, yeah. Now we talk. I'm I like motion. I'm a big spinning wing dude. I like um water motion, but I think there you still need regular floater decoys because too yeah. much motion like yeah. that with no with, with nothing else mm-hmm. can look that's uh, unreal. I was going to kind of get into that. I'd say like, if you're going to run all that stuff, even with spinning wings, like maybe only do one or two flock of flickers, just depending on your size spread. I think the more, I think the more spinning wings you put out, like if you put out a lot other than teal season, you got to kind of match it. Like, like what we were talking about, Joe, when you say, when you see a big group of ducks together, it's, there's always popping here and there. It's not just one spot, but like, if you have a small spread, you probably only want it in one spot because they're not, they're not all going to go up and start flapping all at the same so, time. The, the rule of thumb to me with spinnings, it's one spinner for every three dozen. dozen. So, dozen so I, I thought about that when I bought it because I was like, I do have spinning wings. I have, now I have the flock of flickers. And, um, excuse me. Um, in my head, I'm like, I, I thought the exact same thing. Um, and I kind of thought about it how Joe always brings up the whole pie thing. I'm like, all right. For me, it's 60%, you know, just regular floating decoys. Then I have whatever, uh, I'm bad at math, let's say another 15, uh, uh, 15%. 40. Uh, oh, I thought you said another 50% when you said No, 15% already. or no, 20% <laughs> of the flock, you know, whatever, a spinning wing or a flock of flicker, anything that gives that, 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 um, that little, um, that pedazz or whatever, you know what I mean? And then you have ma- pedazz or something, you know. And then you, then you, yeah. Then you have the, uh, you have you maybe the, jeans too. Yeah. yeah. Then the, then the, the, rem- the remaining twenty percent, you have this a mix of maybe a swimmer or a, you know, a, a swimmer and a flutter. Um, I think it's just like you guys said. I just think it just depends on your spread. The bigger the spread, the more you can use. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I don't plan on using. If I have a small spread, I'll probably use one or two flock of flickers, a spinning wing, and maybe like a swim. I, I think the swimmers though, the floating swimmers, I think that kind of goes with the the decoys. I think you could run a lot of. I, I think you could run like shit four swimmers and like two floaters, dude. The swimmers, yeah. I think the swimmers just add natural motion. Like you, you can't have enough swimmers in my opinion. Yeah. So and then with the flutter, you put the flutter in there. You have uh, two flutters going off. Uh, the natural flutter extreme. Um, I mean, I think I think it's good, but like I agree, I I, I kind of thought the same thing. I was like, man, I'm getting too many like, just a whole lot of pedaz. So, 
but <laughs> but yeah man um but yeah i got that <laughs> then uh i mean man got more shells got batteries headlamps um just kind of the small stuff thermosil stuff um yeah. and then i oh another thing i bought is i bought um a little um stove top with a little uh propane tank so when I'm yeah. in my boat, you know, I'm with the kids. I can make them like some quick like bacon and eggs or something, you know. Let me tell you a trick. Is it butane or propane? I don't know. It's a green can. Uh, it's propane. It's propane. So the, yeah. the, one, the one I use, I use the butane cans. And like mm-hmm. sometimes when it gets cold, like when it gets below freezing, they'll kind of start to like lock up and you won't get as much flame going out. So what I do is I, br- I bring two two little butane cans. The butane cans are about the size of a of a uh, pint like drink or something like that, you know, and I'll pop one down inside my waders and keep it warm while I put the other one in while I'm cooking. When I see that flame drop, I'll switch them out real quick. And then you always got that constant heat because one time shit, I took me like 35 minutes to cook a couple things of sausage and some eggs in the blind because it kept locking up on me. But you got to think like we don't really we really don't talk about those small things that we need as hunters, you know, like, yeah, bring the little snacks, knickknacks and stuff. But like for me, like I think my kids eggs and like sausage or eggs and bacon, some real quick, they can eat real quick. So they're not bugging like this, you know, the shit out of me. Um, But you know, the adults, turn down a breakfast biscuit in the blind. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something make something you can eat real quick. And that that's. That's that's one of the beauties about waterfowl hunting because you can't do that in a deer yeah, blind. <laughs> you're, you're doing a deer blind. You're cooking bacon's like what the hell? Like deer's gonna be like, uh, I mean, you might you might get some hogs or some or maybe some predators or something to come at you, but um, but man, yeah, it's that's something that I I, I do like. So I mean, yeah, right. obviously bring your snacks, your knickknacks and stuff. But now that we're on this segment, what's your like go to cooking thing in the blind? Why don't we do that? What's everyone's like go to cook? Like uh, I guess meal breakfast to cook. So I'll be honest, man. I was I was kind of prehistoric these past couple of years. Um, I I have brought an MRE. I was that guy. Um, Done that because you, you got him yeah. for free. Yeah, I got him for free. Uh, and then uh, I, I you know bought the some some you know some pogey bait or whatever. It's just kind of like some um like, I don't know, honey buns or brought like uh, beef jerky or, you know, some energy drinks. But now, like I did towards the end of this season, uh, I had a, a jet boiler and I made some of that. But man, I I, I was like, man, I'm going to get me a little little camping stove, put propane on it. And now that I have the boat with the blind, just kind of cook on that and cook breakfast. But yeah, I think my go to right now is uh, bacon and eggs. I think it's easy. Let me let me put you on to my favorite one to do. It's really, really easy. I like to do a breakfast scramble. So I like it just because you can feed a lot of people and it gets really quick to make. So a thing I like to do, cook your bacon or your sausage before the night before and put it in a plastic baggie. I always bring like a little, I got a little cooler. I bring a little soft cooler. I put all my stuff in and then I usually bring about like two eggs per person. I have done it to where I put the eggs in the bag, but sometimes that can get a little messy. So usually I just cut a carton and throw it in, throw it in my bag, keep it in a carton so they don't get busted. And then I'll go pick up the, uh, 
oh man, I forget the the company that makes it, but it's like it's home fries. It's cut home fries. They're frozen and they have peppers and onions already in it. So like I'll do a little bit of oil, cook up that hash brown type stuff, then throw some eggs in there, throw my bacon in there, get that all nice and heated up again, and then put a little cheese on top, bring a little little thing of paste salsa. Fire. Absolutely fire. Yeah, and that that's actually really smart. But so me and my kids, we we go camping a lot too. So I have the little. Uh, it's a it's basically a four pack hard shell, a uh, hard plastic. You put your eggs in. So I'll you I take that. But that's um, a good idea. Uh, I think what else you can do? I was I just thought about this. Is uh, I've done this in the past when I was a kid. Uh, we used to crack the eggs and just put it in a freezer bag. And when we got ready to cook it, we just kind of like cut a hole in it. At yeah, the bottom cut or a something. hole in it and just kind of poured it in there. And it was like scrambled eggs. Um, kind of the same thing you you did with the scrambler. Um, but yeah, that that honestly makes more sense. And honestly, who doesn't love a scrambler? Cool. You know, you put put some salsa cheese and um, just mix whatever you want. I, I'm a big mushroom guy. I love I love yeah. mushroom guy. I love mushrooms. So, you know, I think what, you can kind of put whatever you want in that and. It's really good for the morning too. So, when you're cold, um, even when you're not, if you're shooting birds, you're not shooting birds, dude. When you're freezing your ass off, a hot plate of food really does something to you. <laughs> It'll change yeah. your mood real quick. Well, even that, like, I'm a big coffee drinker too. So, you just kind of make some, uh, some coffee in there, you know? I'm not a coffee guy. I had one time, I drank one cup of coffee this year. And I found myself taking a shit on a rice lady <laughs> and never. And the whole year you drink one cup of coffee. Oh, I'm a Red Bull guy. I'm a Red Bull. I'm a Red Bull I mean, I'm a caffeine guy. guy no matter. I just need it no matter what. Yeah, I would uh, drink any type of. If, if there's a toilet accessible, I'll drink coffee all day long. But if there's no toilet, dude, I'm I'm sitting there. I came back to the blind. I had mud all over my hands, and I had like my clients were looking. My clients were looking at me. No, they're looking at me like this dude just got shit all over his hands. He shit everywhere. He shit on the walls. Was that a Dumb and Dumber? (laughs) So, being you know, I think if I'm going to cook stuff in the blind, being from um, Louisiana, or being able, you know, living in this region now. We have this thing. It's like little bars of gold. We call it boudin. Mm. <laughs> what's that little, you know that little, uh, oh man, what's the little gas station right there in Gaydon? Like when you hit the, like the sharp turn right there. And uh, dude, their boudin balls are so good. And I got some down there at Teal. And then I got some, uh, I got some homemade uh, shrimp egg rolls yeah. after the hunt. That was damn good. So I'll probably take kind of out a little propane stove. It's going to be just heating up some, grilling up some boudin, uh, white bread, and either sausage or bacon. I mean, something quick. And I'll, I'll probably put in uh, a fried egg. Eggs, boudin, and sausage, bacon, and white bread. And what, what's good about it, this one. yeah, what's good about it, too, is you can, some, something like this, is because my kids, like they, they do like camping, is let's say you have a boat or even a blind or something, a pit blind or something. It's um, you can kind of make a, like an all day kind of hunt regulation, obviously follow your regulations. But if, if you got to be out there a certain time, you got to be gone. Uh, but most, at least the places around here, most lakes, private uh, land you can hunt. Yeah. You yeah, can hunt all day. Um, but I mean, man, just being out there, you just, 
once lunchtime hits, I make the make the kids some grilled cheese or something, you know, some easy, some quick um, skillet toast. I love yeah. skillet toast. This or hell, even if you pan, if man. you want it, if you have the time, why not just kind of you know you you get an early morning some early morning ducks and you know breast it real quick and boom. You know what I mean? But um, I think I think it's just it's something that uh, I think. So, or you, you get know, a taco truck. Yeah, or you get a taco, taco truck. That's <laughs> yeah. first class right watch, there. Yeah, watch um, Hidden Outdoors. Uh, watch the one where it's part two of the taco truck. That, that was pretty neat. They got the taco truck out there. I'm not going to lie. I was watching that right before we uh, waiting for y'all to call me on here. <laughs> yeah. So I'll finish yeah, after this. Saw, I saw that. After we do I this. saw that this morning. But so what uh, are you guys doing to get ready though? Like, I know, like, like Chris, you got a, a new blind for your boat this year. Yeah. So I think what I'm going to do is uh, I haven't. So I just got the brackets in last week. Um, that they, they they're amazing. I'm going to put them on uh, the War Eagle, and then I'm going to put the the Drake blind I bought bought bought. Um, and uh, honestly, man, I'll probably do like I always do every season, like last season when I kind of did my uh, DIY blind, just sit in there and play with it for a little bit. So like a little kid at a candy store, you know, when you get your first toy when you're Christmas or whatever. And uh, I'll just sit in there because with those Drake blinds, they, they go at two different levels. You can have it really low, really high, whatever, um, and adjust them. So I'm going to I'll be in there, kind of do some muscle memory repetition, just kind of like pop it up, get my shotgun, whatever. Um, but yeah, that getting right now, honestly, before we're, you guys were talking, <clears throat> I was in my garage setting up all my motion decoys in one of the decoy bags I have and, um, getting the, uh, the decoys ready that I'm going to use and majority of the time and kind of, I, I, re- I know we all do this. I know you do this, Joe, and you probably do this sharp, but I reset my, uh, decoy bag probably like every week just kind of take it out tear it up put things back in there kind of like set it up and decoy bag or blind bag or blind bag my my, my blind bag my blind bag um and kind of just you know oh maybe i'll switch this out and put this here um and i'll do that surprising i haven't even touched my decoy oh my blind bag yeah there you go since um that last this is the last day of teal season. I think I took with all my stuff, all my teal stuff out. I did. I will say last week I grabbed all my uh, straps. I put specs on threw them in there. Kind of been throwing some stuff. And I, so, I haven't messed with it. I usually mess with it about week before week before so, we go. So what I do have, too, is uh, now I'm kind of I, I had to buy. Um, I use a tackle, the little clear tackle box, a single like story tackle boxes to put my uh, chokes in. Um, I had to buy a bigger one because I just ordered the uh, Pattern Master uh, Black Cloud uh, choke modified, and then uh, and then I have a small one. I kind of got this from Joe. That small one for the calls. You know, you get you you have your uh, your reeds and you have the nail filer and you have a nail clipper in there. So, dude, speaking about that, do y'all see how much those RNT little tackle boxes are going for right now online? No, it's like inflation's a, up, my man. Inflation's up. They're like, I think I got this for like 24 30 bucks at the RT store, bro. Four, you can three, get that same thing at Walmart for like 
So five bucks. Yeah, but the scissors don't say R and T, bro. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> one R and T will always hold a special place in my heart. Love I love R and T stuff, man. But what you're getting inside that box, I mean, they're already pre-cut reads for those. Okay, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the so stuff I, for the quack. I thought he for just got like that tackle box box and he put yeah, everything no, no, in no, there. No, no, there's already pre-cut okay. reads. Oh, okay. Well, it's, it should have Quackmaster or the, not quite the Quackheads. Quackheads, that's it. Quackheads. That's it. Um, there's some Mondo reads in there. There's yeah. Daisy Cutter reads in there. And then they ha- there's some Alpha reads for their their double read calls. Yeah, I have seen that um, one. Well, and they just had some uh, thicker, thicker. Uh, what are the reads sizes? The Mondo. Millimeters. Yeah, you have, you have a, a a ten mil, which is your typical J frame, and then a fourteen, and a 14 right? Fourteen mil is your um, cut down style calls, which is your Mondos. I mean, they're all pre cut. Granted, everyone's a little bit different, so you know you you might need to shave a little bit off. Um, but for guys that aren't, you know, for guys that you know aren't the greatest. Uh, me a dagger lead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's not a bad it's not yeah the whistle guy me hey I'll still use my call yo I got props from uh, Joe on my teal call and my uh, wood duck call so yeah, I'll take that, that as a win I'll take yeah. that away hey I'm just saying I worked the wood duck for the first time in my life yeah he, that, that wood duck was dumb he might have been the dumbest wood duck I've ever seen uh, he had been how far from your barrel I could have. Yeah, you could have. You got to turn yeah. it around and give me a little baseball smack. Oh, get yeah, out of here. It, yeah. it was crazy. That was a crazy day. I, I couldn't believe that Wood Duck came that co- multiple times. It was, yeah, it was a day. We went out. I, think we, I mean, we grinded out in four different spots. Yeah. Four different days of teal hunting. Uh, dude, there was, dude, there was one spot. I mean, it, it was in, in the back end of the Lacassie, uh, and Bud. We didn't shoot a single teal, but I could have been limited out by seven thirty on big ducks. Bro, when when I go down there, we got we I, we definitely got to check it out back up, uh, oh, when yeah, we get the, the, the boat. Yeah, man. Um, and so, I'll have the blind by then too. Oh, I have the blind, but so I mean, I dude, I'll tell you, what, I forgot about how much su- how much it sucks brushing in, <laughs> cutting and brushing in pit or rice pits are. So, it yeah, takes really way more brush than you think. There's no, yeah, you never have enough. From, from start to finish, it took us an hour on a barn. Uh, but it, it went from cutting because I mean that levee was overgrown. We cut the levee. But you didn't have to. You didn't have to pump it, right? Oh yeah, you we said. Had to pump. It. I had to pump. It, but it, it wasn't, wasn't as, as bad. It wasn't as bad as you thought. No, it wasn't bad. It hasn't been raining. <laughs> yeah, I still pumped probably two hundred gallons out of it. Any snakes? No snakes, dude. Eleven red-eared turtles, though. Really? Hadn't, yeah. You keep it? No, I threw them all back. <laughs> Damn turtle. Uh, I mean, you do live in Louisiana. You don't have to yeah. eat everything yeah. down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I embrace the culture. I embrace the culture that much. Yeah, he won't, he still won't eat a coot. I ain't a coot. I, I hope he did. I mean, or a gar. I don't know. Have you gone yeah, there I've yet? Heard good, yeah. I've heard gar, good things about the gar, gar balls. See, growing up, man, yeah. growing up here, gar was like, no, you threw it back. It's like, yeah, I've I never eaten one. You know what? It's or both, so, then. 
It's so time consuming the way they do their bar here. I'm like, bro, screw that. I'll Everything's go. time consuming food wise down there, but I mean, that's yeah. worth the wait. It's good. Yeah, it's really worth the wait. But it's a, it, the best meal, the best Cajun meal is the one I don't have to cook. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Get Daryl's po' boy. <laughs> oh, God. We go, you know, when we're talking about like food, like, oh, what are you going to make? Nine times of 10, I don't even eat in the blind because of a bug. I'm starving. So I can go eat a large Daryl support boy after this hunt. Um, but with going back to the blinds, so I made, I, you know, I brushed the blinds. They were just bare pits, but I made the two A-frame doors this year. Kind of, and I, I have them on bungees. So I, I hooked a bungee, they, it, it snaps open, it'll snap closed. But I used PVC pipe and uh, garden, gardening uh, fencing. So that you didn't have any, you didn't have any like A-frame doors or anything on top of that. It was just an open, yeah. open pit. Yeah. It was how did you that. mount? How did you mount that PVC to the pit? So we put in. Um, so we did put. There was a small section. We put. We put uh, two by fours at an angle, and then we put uh, a small section of cow, the cow panels, in, and what. I know there's better ways to do it, but I went for a cheap and efficient. I, yeah. took, heavy du- I took heavy duty zip ties and I zip tied the bottom of the PZC pipe to the cow panel. So it was almost like a think of like a uh, key ring ring. So it's still could open close. You're still open, open, close. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't have to go get hinges or nothing. So, are you like me? Do you like them black out to where when you're sitting in there, you can't see out of them? Yeah, dude. Have you, have you, have you seen the pictures? I saw. Oh, it looks like it's black out. I always leave yeah. a little bit on my end where I... On my uh, end, yo. End so, my I pit. got dudes, man, who I'm like, hey, look at the floor. And we're yep. working specs. And I don't know why the specs aren't coming. Oh, bud, because you're sticking your head up. You know. Yeah, no. So, no. So, what it is, is I have... I like that Avery Roven palm grass. I call it Avery. That's the brand I bought. They're like fast it's grass or whatever. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's palm grass and then the back and it's woven it's together. Cool. It's yeah. like really woven, and then on the ends it has like the longer strands coming yes. off of it. So I use I will always use that as a base before I brush. We do the same thing. So I'll use that as a base, and I spray paint it. I spray paint it with a base of green. Then a lighter shade green, and then I'll do like a fill-in stripes or a zigzag pattern of dark, like dark mud brown, and then I brush over it. I'll usually brush over with the rice rice double or that natural color. cover that's around your yeah. the stuff that's around your blind. But I like I like that long those little long fingers because I can put it over and it laps over the top of my blind. So even if somebody wanted to put their head up and look straight up, there's still a full cover over their face so they can't pie face it. And another thing is we're talking about like kind of the A-frame blinds. You know, sometimes it's not just a pie facing, it's that gun barrel that's poking up and out. Oh, so I even- put it high enough so, you know, if someone moved their, adjusted their gun barrel out of the blind, that it would, it would, it would conceal that. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that happen when you're facing into the sun and then you're like, okay, get ready. And when you say get ready, they grab their guns and kind of like you said, it's Especially almost like waving the, the white barrel. 
Yeah. Oh, when you see it moving out, and I mean, it's shining, and they yeah. pick up to they pick up on that after after being busted a couple times. Yeah, and then a lot of things that people don't think about is debugging your blinds. You know, out yeah. here we have we have the the um the red ants, the fire ants. So I put out about ten pounds of ant killer, then went over with it raid. So I'm making, you know, really making sure that when I, you know, when guys are coming into the blind and I'm taking people out that, you know, they're having the most comfortable hunt possible. But, um, yeah, it took, it took from start to finish three hours. Guys can go on my Facebook page and my Instagram and kind of look at the progress pictures I put out or go on Valon Honors page and you can kind of see a little bit of the, a little bit of the progress of it. But I, I did have some two good buddies that helped me. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely had two good deeds. So as far as like stuff you're getting ready to use for Big Duck, I mean, what kind of stuff you got, I guess you're playing with and use stuff, so, calls, it so could for, be chokes. For me, it's deep. My, my biggest changeover was decoys. So Louisiana hunting, our big duck season is teal season. Duck season, that's teal season. And I see, it seems like more and more Speckle belly goose hunting is getting bigger in southwest Louisiana and more, more predominant over duck hunting. Or ducks are now our bonus, you know, for everywhere else, like, you know, geese were your bonus birds and you shot your ducks. Now it's geese are, is what we're hunting for. Ducks are our bonus birds. So this year was getting a, a very good goose spread and a very diverse goose spread. So I'm running. Shit, man. I think I'm running 36 full bodies and then a dozen floaters, two dozen socks, and then two dozen uh, silos for that what that one pit. And then I'm kind of dabbling into the snow goose and snow goose. I don't have a big snow goose spread. I got eight dozen socks and a dozen uh, full bodies for snows. I mean, and then really, those yeah, snows, mix those more into your spec spread. Your spec spread to, from that more visibility, kind of like how we did up in uh, Arkansas last year. Yeah, that worked out well. Yeah, that kind of what is what I got. What I, what I the reason why I got that eight those eight dozen um, socks. Yeah, man, I, I'm. I, I think the decoys too. I'm re- or. Just any of the motion and decoys I'm excited about with the I mean flock of flickers and the I mean the decoys I got and um I think I'm good on decoys. If I get anything, man, I definitely want to uh, get some spoon uh some spoonies. Um just because I like the colors on them, the white. Um so yeah. I think that if I do get decoys, it'll be probably spoonies. Yes, bills, uh, pintails, widgeon. Anything with that white to really add contrast to your decoy spread. Yeah, because I got a lot of widgeon. I got a, but I think spoonies. I got I got the pintails. So but, sharp. Uh, not to cut you off, Chris, but sharp. What are you doing different? I know we talked about you know you're running pits like I am, but you obviously have a lot more leases than I do, and your guy you know you're guiding for actual pay. I'm kind of you know guiding for enjoyment. 
What are you guys? How, how's it different than what you guys are running this year than years prior out there in uh, Arkansas? We're running bigger spreads. Um, I can't tell you. What exactly. made you come to that conclusion? Because I know we, me and you talk a lot about it. And you know, well, we were like, we were running bigger spreads up there, but now I'm like we're we're going to more for like the refuge spreads on certain areas. Like we're we're yeah. gonna we're gonna hunt certain farms. The way we saw kind of the bird movement, like spots that were heavy spec and not a lot of ducks, we're gonna run big. We're gonna bring our specs in and out. You know, we're gonna carry yeah. in our specs in and out, run smaller numbers of ducks. But then we got some spots where it was heavy for the ducks, so that's gonna be like spots like there's just one spot in particular. I don't have lease. I don't have the land behind. There's like behind the pit. So I only have the field in front, then there's a ditch and then another field, but I don't have access to it. So that one I'm sitting right there on, it's going to be a big duck spread. And it's on a spot where there's a lot of duck traffic. And I think one thing we're doing different this year, too, I want to add more white to my spread. So we're adding more pintails. We're adding more spoonbills, like we said, like we're adding that white so you can be seen and be visible. Yeah. I got that. That's definitely, definitely something we're doing down here. Um, which is real weird. We 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 talked and we even talked with Roland and everything. Yeah, I, I I've talked, you know, to Clint. Uh, you guys up in up in Arkansas, you guys see that the the speck flare on your pintails, right? Yeah, they flare on that white. So those that spots white? where I'm that spots where I'm hunting specks heavy. I'm not gonna really have that that all that white and that pop. I mean, like we talk about, it's a pie chart. Everything changes. Yeah. Like I say this yeah. right now, but I could be doing something completely different when the season hits. And then, I mean, I just bring that up because down here in Louisiana, what we noticed was the the speckle bellies and the pintails are kind of they kind of hang out together a little yeah. more down here. See, we see them separate. Like the specks are separate from the ducks. Yeah. So you always try to run your speck spread away if you have access to both sides of the you know if you're running a small levy your pits there you got access to two patties one in the front one in the back put your ducks in the front specs in the back yeah, yeah I or run the specs i usually run specs to the wind that's just how i am because you know they're more finicky bird so i always run we'll, we'll throw stuff and change stuff around like even if we have that mass Spread of now, ducks on like one side. Out in front of the pit, or are you like uh, on top of on top of the pit type of guy? Uh, I like them a, like that little bit in between. It all depends. Like if they're gonna do it, like like we talk about, if they're gonna do it right, I'd rather shoot them over the decoys. But you can kind of tell what a spec's gonna do after about two or three passes, and like his body language, you know. And like that one goose that we had, once he started making that, nah, 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 it's like, okay, yeah. when he comes over the pit, okay, he's coming over 30 over the pit, we're going to shoot him. But if they're like, if they're locked, if I see them like eyes on the decoys and they're going to go put their feet down and land with them, I'd rather shoot them like that just because yeah. I like, I like watching them do it. But for killing ratio up top, you kill way more with, with people that, you know, with yeah. people who aren't that great of shooters. It's a, it's a lot easier shot shooting them here. Yeah. So, Chris. What's up? Is that what you're, ta- 
Is that what yeah, you guys that's do that's our goal with Chris. Uh, Chris, <laughs> my goal is to have him coming right over top of the pit and just give him give him a butterfly. Oh, you better ask about him. me. <laughs> I may not be able to blow a duck call, but I could shoot and pull a pull a um a jerk string <laughs> and blow a whistle. Be, it's gonna be dry out there. We won't be running any jerk strings. Oh so, yes, we will. <laughs> it's my time to shine. You're gonna have the these time to shine. out there dancing. <laughs> Yo, I mean, so, have you seen the? I, what was it? Higdon has the uh, the jerk string for the spinning wings. Have you seen those? Yeah, because you can't for people out in uh, for like yeah different Washington states, and Washington, stuff. and yeah. They sell it, or they sell it now, or can you do you they have to like make now. one? Yeah, they, they sell, sell it now. now. Well, yeah. it's, I mean Arkansas as well. In yeah, in the timber, public timber. Yeah, that's. I mean. But I mean, I thought. I that wonder was, how that would work. I wonder if anyone's ever done that. About, I'm sure someone's done it. Body meter, this stuff, or is that even legal? I thought body. I, I, I'm no. When I hunt Arkansas, I'm spoiled. I get to hunt, you know. Well, private in Arkansas, people, private, you can run electric. Public, no, yeah. no, no. It's a no, no. Yeah. But I'm wondering if you can even use that spinning wing like that. You know. I think you can. I mean, you use you use a jerk cord. Jerk cord, yeah. I mean, I guess we have to look into that. I don't know. I'm not planning to hunt public in Arkansas. I'm going to try it one of the days I have off. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just, I know we, we talked about decoys and we talked about, like, I mean, hell, even what we're going to eat during it, but... What big hunts? What, what shotgun, sh- huh? Well, but, but what shotgun shells, but what big hunts? I know all of us are having kind of big hunts all over the place. Yeah, so... Kind of discussing the hunts we're doing across the flyway. Yeah, so flyway. So I'll, I'll actually be hunting in Maine uh, with uh, our buddy Dave from Field to Field Waterfowl. Uh, hopefully, I can get me a really, really nice black duck to mount, um, and then I'll go out there. I'll be um, uh, do some uh, sea duck hunts, and then um, I mean, I'm excited, man. So I'll be over there on the Atlantic Flyway hunting. Um, and then I'll be in Arkansas doing some hunts. I mean, I think, I think we all kind of do that in Arkansas and then South Louisiana, obviously I do that every season with Joe. Joe's, uh, it's his stomping ground now. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I, I feel like this year's going to be our, our center hold is going to revolve around Arkansas though. For me, right? I mean, especially for you. Well, yeah, we're going to be, how many hunts are you doing yeah. in Arkansas together? We're going to do. We'll be there November. I'll be there in October. We'll be there February. I'm gonna put sixty in in Arkansas. And you're gonna be there though. The majority of the time. <laughs> yeah, start. I'm gonna hunt well, sixty he, days in Arkansas. He's coming down, and um, I'm gonna come hunt three days with Joe on my yeah, on my yeah. split. When when are you going? Uh, I think the split ends the 28th or 29th. I'm a. I got a group. I'm guiding that. 28, 29th Monday, of what, November? November. And I'm oh, going to well, shoot down man, after I'll, that. I'll go down there. I'm this way, hunt. like, we can take the boat out and just... Yeah, we can go do that. Hunt, man. We can go do that. I want to go do a cast and blast where down there, dude. I think that'd be fun as hell. I think I think that'd be good, man. Um, and then I'll be going... Well, we said... Uh, I mean, Joe, you, we said... We'll kind of figure, plan for November. I'll go down there. Yeah, come down here for November. We'll kind of hunt Catahoula. We'll hunt uh, back at Lacassine again. I mean, we'll, we'll hunt the pit. I, hunt really the hunt pit. The pit. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, we're doing a we're doing a guided or a valor and honor, I guess, guided trip, aren't we, Joe? Yeah. When I'm down there, yeah, getting yeah. some guys out. He's gonna come. He's a guide for me for a couple of days, so I can hang out at the house, and then. Oh, you got a baby coming, so newborn. He'll take some guys out for me for Val and Honor. And then, uh, what December? I'll probably head down there maybe one one week a weekend of December. Uh, but uh, another thing, I'm gonna head down South Texas, hunt down there, um, kind of get a. Uh, you gonna do the coast, or are we gonna do and kind of more of the rice down there, like we talked about? So I'm gonna do the coast and the rice. I'm gonna go. Uh, matter of fact. Uh, God, what, what was it called? Um, a couple NWAs down there. Uh, I just, it's going to bug me now. But yeah, I'll be hunting down there. Um, kind of like the, between, close to the Houston area. That's why uh, I see a lot, of, a lot of people hunting uh, public lands out there, just yeah. in Houston. Yeah, there's not camp. a lot of public land in Texas, is there? You know, like, only five percent of Texas is public. Yeah, that's what that's what's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's what sucks. I'll, uh, but yeah, I'll be down there hunting. Um, Justin Hurts Wildlife Management. I'll be hunting there, um, and then I'll hunt a little bit in the Sam uh, Bernard National Wildlife Refuge. There's a couple places you can hunt there. So, and then I'm gonna hunt. I'll be actually hunt the. Uh, more central east texas the cayuga area so there's a big refuge out there you got to put a lottery for so i'm waiting for that and the 15th i think they put out that lottery so we'll see if i get on it. oh i forgot i'm going hunting in two weeks in north carolina yeah yeah it's such a good season so i everyone knows i'm a wood duck hunter like i'll tell everyone right now people think i'm an idiot uh hey man hey you just gotta you gotta be you I would rather shoot wood ducks in the timber than I guess mallards in the timber. See, man, I, I'm kind of man. I, I'm kind of like with them. The, I, I like the I like I like the wood duck. I like eating them. Um, they do I like eat the better, work, man. I like the way they work. People, you know, everyone has their, you know. I think once you figure the wood duck out, it. I mean, to me, it works no different. It's the, the concept of, of decoying and calling a wood duck is no different than a mallard once you figure out what the wood duck wants. Yeah. And I think I think for me, man, I think it's just the uh, the atmosphere that and we, we've yeah. talked about this in the past. Like for me, I, I really I would say the timber hunting is my favorite terrain, I guess, um, just because, you know, it to me, it feels like I'm out in the woods looking for that, you know, that big you know, 12 point, 10 point. Um, in a beaver slew. <laughs> but in a beaver slew. <laughs> I, grew, I grew up with those 30 minute wood duck hunts. And like, I love shooting them. Don't get me wrong. I'll shoot wood ducks all day long. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be a snob and not shoot them. You know, if the mallards aren't flying, better watch out woodies. But if the mallards are flying, I love to see them come down through the trees. And I must try to yeah. shoot my four mallards and my two wood ducks. But so, you know, I, you know, when, when I when I said that, we're talking about North Carolina. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100 percent. I'm going to shoot two freaking ma- mallards. Oh, and you're really not even going to see mallards there. Like you're yeah. mostly targeting woodies. 
Like if you're the Atlantic Atlantic Flyway on in the South, there's very few places where you're shooting. Old. I mean, it happens. A you park? know, there there's pockets. Golf course. There's pockets <laughs> where you can get on birds. And there's places where there are birds that that with agriculture there, a little bit of yes. agriculture, but I won't I won't drop these places. But there are some places where I got some buddies that shoot pretty good birds. But in general, you're going on a wood duck shoot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think it just depends. I, I think it depends on where you're at, too. No country, South Carolina. <laughs> I really think it depends on where you're yeah, at, rice. too. Yeah, right. Rice. Rice. Yeah, I mean, South Carolina. Well, that's all impoundments, though. That's all that's all pay to play. Yeah, well, see, in North Carolina, man, you had – I hunted seven mills a lot when I was in North Carolina. All right, there, it was draw, and I have ne- I never had a season where I didn't draw in seven mills. And um, those were all impoundments, summer corn, summer milo. Uh, obviously, like the flood, man, flooded corn is king. I don't care what flower you're in. Um, uh, we just need some rain on this spot in North Carolina. They haven't harvested yet. It's a bunch of corn, but I don't think it, it's dry, dude. It's way dry. I don't think it'll be enough had, rain to flood I, the slough. I had a lot of success in North Carolina doing farm pond hunts. That's pretty much what I do. My buddies on my buddies' tree farms, and then yeah. you know we got a few small, small rivers. We're gonna try the river. Um, they got one little spot. It's that corn farm i was talking to you about they got some dude leasing it and putting a bunch of corn on it but we get they said we could have the hunting rights to it yeah. and we it usually floods like when you look at it on onyx where he has corn is covered in water but that's you know later in the winter when when the precipitation amounts increase so right now it's dry dry so we're going to try to hop yeah. off onto the creek and just see if we can shoot some flying woodies yeah. So this is just a curious question. Does Onyx does Onyx update it like update like water and stuff more than Google or no. Maps? Or, okay. They do it like I, I'm not That's sure true. how often they take their pictures, but like it's like they don't they don't re-edit it that much because like a lot of times on my farm, I put like in a bunch of new greenhouses and stuff in. We're putting in new pads with putting down plants, and it's still not on there. It's still just hay pasture. See, that's something, man. I wish somebody would just have some updated. Like, I guess it probably costs a lot of money, too. So. Bro, do you hear about what they're going to do with Onyx, though? On, like, so, you know, uh, cars that have Apple Play and stuff, you're going to yeah. be able to, like, plug your phone into it. And, and like, use pull Onyx? It and, oh, like, bro. Like, you know how you can, like, apps like Spotify and shit pop up? You can pull up Onyx on there, I believe. That'd be dope, bro. Yeah. So while, I you're have driving, while you're driving, you can see who owns what instead of having to hold your phone. Uh, that, that, that'd be dope. But um, so, yeah, man. So we kind of talked about uh, what we're ready to use, man. Um, let's go into calls. Let's see. This is kind of Joe's like um, excitement, I guess. Mine's going to change kinda... throughout the season, but I'll tell you what my lineup is. For, so I my think. lineup right now... On my calls. What well, what type of lanyard is that, Joe? That's a custom. So, yeah, from your yeah I got a custom lanyard built. You guys can see it. Uh, good buddy of mine. Uh, well, the, the listeners aren't gonna be able to see it, so we'll post yeah, well, a picture. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Okay. So 
on the Instagram. Um, you go to my Instagram page, you can see it. Uh, it's a custom leather call. It has a, a little duck hunting mural on the on the neck strap with my name. It has some uh, pretty cool like lattice engraving going all the way down. Um, yeah, I'm pretty basic with my calls, man. I run pretty much two brands of calls. If if it's a a, a mallard call, I'm running an RM. Uh, one of Stump's calls out of RM out of North Carolina. And for speckle goose call and a snow call, I'm running Mr. Bill Daniels rice and custom calls for goose. And then I'll run some type of whistle. The whistle I have here is a Coon Creek. There's Cottawa game calls. RM makes a, a, a whistle. Um, Owens makes a good whistle. Duck Commander makes to me. A whistle is just a whistle. I have this whistle because I am a fan of the ivory acrylic. I love it. But for the lineup, it's a RM, the cold weather fan that's stump tuned up for me. Uh, it's good to be, it's good to have good friends, I like to say. Um, there's only 130 of these calls made. Uh, an RM OTP his one trick pony it is a very very loud call it's comparable to I'd say a Mondo in, in uh, volume uh, but I have good friends and I got one I own one of those calls and then I'll run two speckle calls and a whistle so I'm not running a lot um, probably later on in the year I might drop one of my Mallard calls if I see more geese and mallards. But, you know, that's what I'm running. Um, I have other calls and other setups I'll, I'll be using depending on where I'm hunting at. But I'll tell you, I'm always, 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 I'll have some sort of cold weather fan on me from Arm. Uh, that's probably one that's my favorite call they make. It's the one I feel the most comfortable on. I think I sound the best on that one. Um, so that one will all, some sort of RM color fan will always be on my lanyard. And that, that's pretty much, I'll always have, I'm hunting wood ducks. I have some wood duck calls. Um, no matter what, where I'm hunting, I'm always going to have an, a cold weather fan on my lanyard and a whistle. I think, I think one of the whistles was some, some of the most underrated calls you don't use. And then if I'm in the state of Louisiana, or Arkansas, I'm going to have a spe- at least a speckle belly call. It's either going to be a three-fourths or a half-gut. Go ahead, Sharp. I'm running a uh, Fowler Hide Supply lanyard. Um, I'm going to run, so on my day-in, day-out hunts, like for early spec, I'm just going to have a three-fourths rice and a, and a half uh, inch bore riceland and a dog whistle but then uh, i guess on my everyday hunts once the season really hits i'll be running that three force riceland i'll be running a cold weather fan rm uh then i like a daisy cutter i got a like a old uh, one of the older daisy cutters and then always got to have a whistle like joe said whistle is super underrated but i find myself once the birds get weary I blow this thing a lot more than I do just a regular call. And then I 
my fifth drop is always a dog whistle. With the yeah. um, with your Ryzen, is it a shorty or a? Um, no, it's just a regular three fours. I I think I want one of the shorties. I think yeah, I'm gonna try to pick shorty. one up while I'm down I there. I will say that later in the year, I'll sw- I'll take the three fourths and swap it out for three four shorty. Uh, I'm always uh, man. I love a half cut. I, that's one of my favorite calls that uh, Mr. Bill Daniels makes. I'm always gonna have that half gun on, um, on my lantern. I'd probably drop the other two. I'd probably drop a three fourths before I drop my um, half gut. Yeah, and then for the guy who uh, calls them all, <laughs> um, <laughs> man, come here, ducks. The RM, all right. Quack Ops, man, I do love this. I think for me personally, man, over the because I had the Alpha too, I feel like I sound way better on the Quack Ops than I do the Alpha. Um, so I have that one. I like you guys said the whistle, uh, Duck Commander whistle. Uh, this is where booby shines. So uh, you know what I mean. And then uh, the Duck Commander wood uh, wood duck call. Actually, That's I really that call out there. Yeah, I really, yeah. really do like this one. Um, I also have the uh, Duck Commander uh, teal call, um, easy to blow. And then I have, uh, I actually have two of uh, uh, good old Dale Boren, uh Bayou Beast, uh, Mama Hen, and um, Perfect Hen uh, calls. Uh, a little bit quieter than the. Um, um then the rm but i mean i like it it's easy to blow uh this season i think because of all the canadas that we do get right here in, in north texas i did get a uh, tim grounds uh uh flute and uh still working on oh, that is, so is that a guy's best yeah yes guy's best so, so i'm i'm still working on that one trying to work on uh just basically just call in on that um and then as far as lanyard i've had this lanyard for a couple years now it's just a banded uh i think joe you had it you have it the same one too you had it for a while the banded one yeah the banded yeah yeah um pretty simple you could add on to it just 550 court yeah 550 court braided so um but i mean yeah yeah i mean being um Means me and uh, Sharp jumped over the higher class in life with the leather lanyards. Dude, I hop, I got that. All fancy. I saw this Fowler oh, Hyde supply like right when they first came out. And I was like, ooh, I like that because I like the leather, but I don't like the one thing I don't like about Joe's lanyard is on the back that bigger strap. I like having a smaller strap just because I got. A- See, I like having that big thicker strap in the back. <laughs> I, uh, I like a, I, I like, I like a little. I, I hunt a hoodie. Yeah, uh, you can like put it over. In the back of my hoodie, yeah. I, See, I, I've I, always I think, been like thinner. I like yeah, thinner stuff. I, I, I didn't like I'm the fat pad on those. Starting to like is actually the thinner, so I think I'm going to go with a thinner. Um, th- th- obviously, this is not as thick as yours, Joe, your uh, leather yeah. strap, but it's pretty it's pretty thick, but I also don't have a hoodie like you. I usually, if I'm covering my head, I usually have a beanie or something. Yeah, I, I, that's my... I like hoodie weather. I like that's. I love hunting in a hoodie. I hunt in a hoodie pretty much every day. Yeah. And I usually end up just hunting in the hoodie. 
just because I get so hot moving around so much. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, that's kind of what we're all running. Um, I'm just, man, three more weeks. I've been I've been prepping hard. I've been getting like little stuff. Like I bought wax. I've been waxing my hats, re-waxing my boss bags. I bought a oh man. I forget the the name of the company, but it's this stuff for cleaning and treating Gore-Tex stuff. So I'm gonna wash all my I'm gonna clean all my waterproof gear, get it going, and then treat it again so it's good and waterproof. Did anyone treat their waiters? Yeah, I do. I have a I have uh, the uh, spray, the Gore-Tex spray, yeah. and I kind of just spray them down. I let it dry. Yeah, I let them dry. I, might- I hang them. So what I did is I actually made a makeshift. Uh, I ha- I did it with one hanger, wire hanger, and it, all it did was droop down. So what I did is I braided the wire hanger, and I kind of hooked it around the boot, and it kind of hangs on the top of my uh, um, uh, garage, and I just sprayed it. Let it set and spray it again. What lighters y'all running this year? So for me, I'm right now I have the Cabela's I've been running. I still like them. Um, but I placed the order for the canvas back full body waiter. So uh waiting for those to come in. We'll see when they come in and then kind of give a review on them. So if you're listening, hurry up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know I said I was going to get the the shins and that like gear review that we did of what we want to get, but the real world hit and I got other shit I got to pay for. So I'm going to keep running the frog togs. I got the 2.0, I think it's the 2.0 refuge runners. Yeah, refuge. Run, uh, I like them. They're comfy. You know what's them. crazy though, man? It's what gets me is like some of you can find some really like Cabela frog togs, some lower end waiters that well, are really good waiters they the get the job done. Ran, but like you know what i mean uh, like more they're, like they're not they're not like yeah mid-level i think i paid three around 350 for them which yeah, isn't I paid, bad i paid and like comfy. something the for the good for the breathable cabela's and they're i mean i like them but I that mean, price I, range i expect to get two maybe three seasons out of that waiter as much as i'm running I'm about to step on some toes right now, uh, you know, and I'm completely sober saying this. Um, it's, 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. So before you, so you thing on that, trying to word so it you, correctly, so you can think on that. Bunch of people up. I, I'm on week three, on week three, year three with these uh, Cabela's, and I think with the breathables, if you just treat them and do what you need to do, spray them. It all depends on how much you're hunting, too. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yes, it's not. Yes, it's not yes, like yes, I'm not. Yes. I'm not hunting. I'm a weekend warrior. Like I was. I was hunting with Joe. You know, grinding out. And I also. I. I may have got lucky too. I didn't. I know a, a lot of people get rips from. Uh, you know, from you know, stump spikes and stuff like that. But. Um. But anyways, go ahead and uh, step on so, toes. Yeah, step on toes. All right. So. You know, no, no, nothing against you, Chris. Love you like a brother. But we said, you know, the frog togs are a lower end waiter. Ten years ago, five years ago, that was a high end waiter. Later. Drake yeah. was a high end waiter. The banded 2.0s were a high end waiter. Now we have these guys, and I don't know shit, man. Yeah, he's Sitka. Sitka, I'm going to say, is top of the line. They've been around forever. 
not going to bash um, these new dudes with canvas back. You know, we met on their nice guys, whatever. But, hey, bros, y'all haven't been out for more than a year. How could you pay or paying for all of a sudden you come out and you, you know, you haven't, no one's used your waiter for a year and you're a high-end waiter? Or a frog tog lacrosse. Lacrosse. Lacrosse are good. Lacrosse used to be the best. They were the best waiter out there. And, but I only got us. Because, I mean, you do have a lot like Sheen and all that, but Sheen, a lot of those guys came from other people. Yeah. And, and they said their year, you have high and dry. Uh, you know, it's a way, and that's, you know, they're a Duck new camp. company. Duck Camp just came out with, uh, they're coming out with theirs. But, yeah. <laughs> Nothing against them. They're great guys, but you, you just can't come out with a product and be, I'm number one. Here, you know, everyone needs to spend $1,000 on my waiters. Well, who is that? What was the one with the, 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 the Gore-Tex? It's costing up. Not the Gore-Tex, the uh, Kevlar. the only one using no, Gore-Tex. So who's using the Kevlar? Um, oh, that's a, and those waiters... Are no, bucks. is that Final Approach? I thought it was uh, Final... No, uh, final Approach, those ones that we looked at at the uh, show. That's the one were, with the Molly, right? They were more yeah. like no, 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 a... They were more like a breathable... They were more like a breathable, whereas like mm-hmm. Duck Camp, Shin, Sitka, they're more of that. They're more of that fly fishing style waiter, you know, like Gore-Tex, that. I mean, well, no I think Sitka is the only true Gore-Tex because they're the only one yeah. that has that Gore-Tex uh, licensing. Yes. And then I, I think I'm running the banded, the banded front zips. I don't know what the nomenclature of it is. And banded, I'm not banded, um, Drake's. And Drake has their own version of Gore-Tex that they have. Yeah, they all have their own version. Their version. But, but, but you, you said like, it was... Uh, it, Drake's it, used to... Drake used to be... A, you know, that was... Drake... That was the waiter. Look, that was the waiter. And I still think they are. I still think they're... I, Drake's probably one of my favorite ones. Um, And I like the Sitkas. Uh, dude, I'll tell you, there, there's only one thing... The reason I don't have a, Sitka, a pair of Sitka waiters this year. It wasn't because of price, because I've seen Sitka's uh, warranty, and, I've, and I know guys, I know tons of guys use them. If Sitka had <laughs> the boot, the boot foreskin, that little over portion that goes over the boot, where it tears I, right there in that neoprene I spot, have, almost. I would have, yep, I would have me a pair of Sitkas. If Sitka did that, I would have me a pair of Sitka. Uh, I just like that because of. I'm hunting in rice double and I'm hunting in uh beaver sloughs where that that's where I'm going to get my tears at in the puncture holes. Any, any more type of protection around that area. I'm always going to go for um, the bandits. I have a set of uh, bandits. I love them. Um, not as much as I like my drakes, but they're not the only thing I don't like about them is how baggy they are. But when I'm hunting timber, I kind of wanted that bagginess for some reason. They were comfortable hunting the timber. Um, I like how they have that overpant. They have that extra protection. Uh, I know they get a bad rap for leaking at the crotch, but you have to do your summer maintenance on them. Like everything else, like just shin. You know, I like shin waders. There's nothing wrong with them. I think they're a great company. But the first summer they came out with them, they put a 20-minute tutorial 
on how to do proper maintenance on your waders. And I think we as hunters, that's something we don't, I think waders, decoys, and duck calls are the two things or the three things that we set to the back burner when it comes to maintenance, you know, on, on stuff. Uh, obviously maintenance, you're doing a lot of stuff for your boat kind of cause you have to, because if you don't, you're going to sink your guns, your, um, trucks or ATVs, all that. But you, you look at decoys, guys take decoys, they hunt them a couple of years, they get some chips in them. Nothing wrong with a decoy. They, just, they give it away, chuck it, sell it on marketplace and buy new ones. When you take, take the time to paint them up, repaint them, take the time to, you know, to actually clean them up. And you, those decoys are going to last five, six, seven, eight years. Same thing with your waders. Um, like you said, Sharp, when it comes to waders, is yes, a lot of the waders' lifetime has to do with how much you hunt. Let's be honest. Most, the average hunter hunts five to six times a season. Where guys like me, you, uh, you're doing it for a living. I'm doing it, you know, for my time with you know, some of the organizations. The year that I started hunting, or I took him out or Chris out for his first time, I hunted 45 days that, that year, that season. But, you know, your waiters are going to wear. And what That's just wear and tear. I mean, this tear. is what, you can't expect gear to, like, hold up that that long, yeah. you know, especially in the conditions that you're going in. It's going to break. Shit's yeah. going to break. Especially if you're not taking care of it. Care of it, yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I'm yeah. bad about it, dude. When I'm tired of shit and I got mud all over my waiters, I'm hanging those suckers up and I'm going and taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, even just in between splits, spread, you know, pressure wash. Get the mud off of them. That mud's acidic, especially in Arkansas. That mud's very acidic. It'll eat paint off your shit. Take that aerosol can of, uh, you know, that that Gore-Tex spray spray them down. It'll take literally 10 minutes. So I, I, yeah, I, I do that. So I do that with the, and these are Cabela's that are like 200 and maybe 300 bucks. I can't remember. I bought them what, over they, three years are ago. They, are they the breathables or are they the neoprene? They're the breathables. And, uh, I've done that during the, during the split. I'll, uh, clean them off and then I'll spray them, but I don't pressure wash them. I'll spray them off with a hose and that, the, the pressure of the, with the, I don't know. Little, little, it's nozzle, just yeah. little nozzle and stuff that you can like interchange the different like sprays of how it goes. So I'll do the pressure one yeah. and then I'll let it dry and then I'll spray it. Um, and honestly, they've, they've worked, they've been fine with for me. Um, yeah. But um, I think like you, like you said, it's just how you uh, maintain them. Yeah. Now I'm not hating on any of, the, on any of these companies. You know, there's, Things that these companies that all like, but I just think that you know, people and hunters nowadays, these companies are are they're hunting us, the consumer. Yeah, they throw, the marketing they, nowadays marketing, is, is you just can't throw to me. Else. You can't throw a price tag on something. Say it's the best. Say you have the best warranty and all this when. No one's ever even used your warranty yet. So how, do, how does anyone, how do you know that your warranty process works? You haven't had 600 hunters across the U.S. mail back um, waiters 
needing repair for that warranty. So one you know, slowing down your production time. You know, where I, I will say, yes, yeah, Sitka. I heard Sitka's a little slow on theirs, but I heard Shin. I've heard Shin's actually yeah, pretty quick so, on their turnarounds. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Shin. I know some of the guys that work there are great guys, and I it's a company I, I, I you know, even though I don't have a set of the waiters, I kind of believe in them. And they possibly be if when these come out or when mine finally do go put, that might be a company I would go. Uh Sitka, from what I've seen, um two to three weeks it took to get them back. Now, two to three weeks off season, not bad. Not two bad. Two to three weeks in the season, Oof. that could be bad. Especially, you know, if you can, you know, if you're an average Joe hunter, you only got so many days you can hunt. Also, what sucks is, let's say you're like uh, sharp and you're a guide, you know, but that's your livelihood for that 60, 70, 115 days. I can't afford to go that long without a set of waiters, or I don't want to go out and go buy another set of waiters just to wait for those to come back. Honestly, if you're if you're guiding, especially in like areas where you're in water, you need to have two sets of waiters. Yes, I mean I have two sets of waiters. You need to have two sets of waiters. Yeah, I have the pair. I've abandoned and um, Drake's. If the tip money's good this year, I might be headed over to Memphis during the season to go pick up a pair of shins. <laughs> shins. Yeah, I mean I have the uh, I have breathables and I have neoprene waiters. I have the um, uh, what's the ones that they. God, I just brain farted. Uh, the the place uh, right in Leesville. In Nichols. At Nichols, yeah. What is the one that? Or uh, Ithaca's or whatever Ithaca Waiters. Yeah. So I I got a pair of those. I mean, when worst comes the worst, I got my uninsulated lacrosse. Hip boots. Hip boots, baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can do that in the rice. You get cold as shit though when it gets cold. Yeah, you get yeah, cold. <laughs> I saw a pair. I saw a good pair. I forget the company that that it was, but they're they're uh, insulated and they also have briar. It's like a briar pant hip boot. So like you can walk oh, in. Oh, I do know what you're talking dude, about. Dude, they're bad. Yes. Especially like this dude for like hunting around Georgia and shit. I can't tell you how many times I ruined a pair of waders just getting to the hole. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking. They have two. It's not a single point strap. There are two. Straps. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking. You can't remember the brand. It reminds me of like quail pant or the. Or yes. The yeah, the, yeah. They do. Yeah. They're I'll like that top chaps. part. That top part right there is is briar pant, so you can walk through that shit. Yeah. I yeah. I, I can't remember the brand, but I do know. What you're it's not about. Danner, is it? No, or no, Dan's. Is it Dan's? No. Not Dan's. Hans does a bunch of rabbits, rabbit hunting stuff, like briar, briar pants and briar coveralls and stuff. Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, I know I'm just waiting for those. We'll see when uh, I get those in. I mean, I like them. I like the canvas backs. They were comfy. I mean, they were comfy. The only thing thing I was worried about is heat buildup. I get well, hot that, quick. So that that's what I was thinking about. I think once it gets colder, it's not that big a deal. But bro, I was I was sweating during teal season the breathables that yeah. you know they're basically just cut off and 
I mean, Joe, you saw me. I, I had, I like, I I unclipped my breathables and, you know. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I went barefoot in your dang boat for a while. <laughs> um, but, what was it? I like, I'll tell you what. If I was going to buy a pair of those canvas back waders, what intrigued, because I was the first one to got show you guys those. What intrigued me about them was is when I was hunting up in North Carolina and I was watching guys hunting sink boxes and body booting, stuff like that, which that kind of, you know, I like getting into the culture where I'm at on duck hunting because I, I think it's kind of unique about duck hunting. Every little region has like its own little culture of hunting where, uh, you know, full size, a full waiter would, I mean, had body boot would, would, would be great in that. Or even like the sink boxing. I mean, to me, I've never hunted out of sink box. I never have. It's called sink box. We put little weights for it. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of sketch too. Cause well, like some, a lot of states it, are illegal. Yeah, sorry, I was about to say, yeah, some areas are illegal. And- illegal. It's sketch. And so Especially it's with like, tide kinda, coming in. <laughs> but let's kind of explain that, because even certain waterfowlers that don't hunt in that region, they probably, like, what? Like, explain what that is. Sink box. So, from what I've seen, it's a it's a a one-man little blind. Or you, I, I've even seen them, they're kind of wide. You fit I've two seen guys two to three, yeah. Yeah. And you're putting weight in it. So it's a buoyant box and you're putting weight in the box by cinder blocks or actual lead weight or you're sinking the box and you're making it not buoyant. It's not going to sink, but it's not floating. It's just kind of sitting about two to three inches above the water. So it's kind of making you they try to get them to where it's like almost water level. Yeah, water level. So like you disappear. Now, um, like you, like Sharp said, it's illegal in some states because guys who you know didn't grow up doing it or don't know what they're doing. I've drowned doing that shit. Uh, yes, because tide, know, especially tide, in tide changes, tide changes man. Yeah, man, that's scary or shit. Or you're putting too much weight in it, or. It gets punctured, and you know, next thing you know, you're sinking in a sink box. It's in the name, sink box. In waiters. In waiters. Um, now, the body booting is. I want to do that shit so, so bad. bad. If anyone hears this and wants to take us body booting, please, <laughs> I'll trade you some type of hunt. Yeah, Let me know. I want to go yeah. bodybuilding so bad. So they take a big, huge, it's usually a Canada silhouette. A huge Canada silhouette, and you're in the water, and the Canada silhouette is used for a decoy, but it's concealing you. They're you know V-boards, but V-boards, yeah. right? Well, no, V-boards are what they put what they put them on, what they put the um their decoys out on. But the actual big body boot. Or the actual silhouette from what I've seen, guys, you probably crucify me. I don't care. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. It looks like a big shield or like like, like a big, huge um, scoot and shoot for a goose. And it has like a little like hook so you can hook your shotgun on and your bag on. And uh-huh. you're using that as a um, like an improvised decoy or an improvised blind. It reminds me of like a scoot and shoot for a turkey hunting. 
but it looks real neat. They're in kind of like waist deep water doing it. Um, yeah, wearing wetsuits. Yeah, wetsuits. So that canvas back winter would be perfect for that. Yes. Yeah. You think that that and I, I mean I've seen them body boot a lot like in the Virginia area, North Carolina, in that Richmond um area. Maryland too. They do it up in Maryland. Maryland yeah, There's certain Maryland. there was a big uh, discrepancy over that stuff going on, like certain areas. Yeah, up in Maryland. Yeah. And then I've seen some people doing the Great Lakes. Those are some know wild it, yeah, SOBs. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know but. if it had got adopted from over there, but yeah. Um, that's, that's crazy. Where, where I see that waiter specifically working very well at. But I guess for heat wise, like they showed us at the show, you can just wrap it around your waist, which ain't bad. Like when you're getting hot, you pull it down, just tie the tie the yeah. arms around your waist. So that's why I kind of wanted. I hoped I got it early so I could kind of like test it out, mess um, around, and go see. You know. Yeah. So like, because basically, when I if I get them, or I'm sorry, when I get them, <laughs> um, you lied, bud. <laughs> when I he get them, oh, he I bought them. Oh, I bought them. When I get them, yeah. Uh, it's just I don't know. I. I was not worried about, but anyways, when I get them, I wanted to test them out during like till season in South Louisiana, in Texas or whatever it may be. And, you know, see how it, you know, as far as the heat, cause it gets hot. I mean, hell I was, I was after working, I was trying to put up the, the A-frame or whatever. I was hot. Yeah. So, and that was just in my, you know, breathables, whatever, but, um, but I'll be, hopefully I'll be able to test them when it's cooler, which I'm assuming they're going to hold out, but we'll see what happens. So, so probably, I guess let's end it with the shock, any, any new shotguns or boom, boom stick or shells you're going to be using. Yeah. So, I mean, Shotgun, I'm still shooting the thir- the Stoger 3500. I did buy the, and you guys heard earlier, I bought a uh, Pattern Master because I do have a lot of Black Cloud. I like, I, I do like the Black Cloud. Um, so I bought a choke for that. Um, I'm still using the uh, Code Black Duck and Code Black Goose. Uh, I did buy shells. I bought Heavy X. No, I'm sorry. Heavy Hammer and I bought uh, Heavy Steel. And then I got a whole box of uh, Boss uh, three and fives that my son's gonna shoot. And then I have the uh, Boss uh, twenty gauge for my daughter as she shoots. And then um, also, you also got to get, you know, I have the Kent uh, Fast Steel just for like the uh, extra shells that you can kind of give to your buddies or you kind of use yourself. So. Um, but as far as anything else, man, I, I think that's where I'm at with shells. And um, I, I am excited to shoot the boss again. So we'll see what happens. Sharp. Um, I'm still rocking the same setup set on my shotguns. Um, I will say I am switching to three, five shorties, 12 gauge for my uh, for my choice of shell to, to hunt with guiding just because I it's I think it's a good shell for 
for shooting crips of geese and ducks. It's a good mix. And then uh, just kind of same thing with my 20 gauge. I got a case of a uh, case of sixes for the woods. So when I go hunt in the woods and stuff or when I'm just targeting ducks, I'm going to shoot those. But other than that, I'm running the same chokes and same guns. So yeah, I'm running the exact same things I was running last year. Um, Code Black Duck with a Winchester SX4, and then always my backup guns always going to be a Browning BSP. Uh, my pump gun, that's probably my favorite pump gun. Uh, and I, I really just fell in love the last two seasons with that uh, Winchester. Um, but after the season, I think after that February hunt I'm going to do on the way home, I'm going to drop that SX4 off to Rob Roberts. Have Rob Roberts uh, dip it and do some of his magic to it. You're going to get a forcing cone put on it? Increase that forcing cone? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I, I, I don't see that I need to have any issue with it. Um. So I probably will. I really I want the Sierra coat. You just gonna do color? You gonna do any trigger work or anything or master button, do, slammer button? Uh, I'm gonna keep the same slammer button. I, I'm the same. If I do any work, it'll be a it'll be probably trigger work, and I really just want it Sierra coated. Uh, the everyone knows the one downfall I don't like about my Winchester SX4 is out here. I you have you'll die if you don't use freaking bug spray, and that bug juice just eats up the finish on the gun real bad. Um, I get I get compliments on it all the time. Like, oh, it looks patina. Then my nose is worn the hell out. Or man, that that gun you know that gun's seen some miles. I've only had it for two seasons. Like it's not my granddaddy's passed down. <laughs> um, yeah, you're like that. yeah. I'm about, I'm rough on my guns. Um, and yeah, that that uh, shell wise, when I'm a shell wise for big duck, I'm kind of all over the place. I'll be shooting boss. Uh, I bought a couple boxes of Apex the other day. Um, I'm shooting some heavy products. I really like the heavy products. I like heavy products paired with my um, with my pattern masters. I, I feel like heavy products with the pattern master, especially. Anything that goes between 1350, uh, 135 and 145 out of three inches, kind of where I like it with the, my co black duck. Um, but man, during tail season this year, I really, I mean, I shot one shell, one shell only. That was the boss stinger number eight, uh, two and three quarter. And but that was wrecking the teal this season. Uh, I loved it. Um, the density of the pattern and the shot it put out was, and birds were just, were just, when I hit, they crumpled. Um, I got some of that. I got about a half a, about a half a case of that left. That's what I'll probably be shooting wood ducks in the, in the, um, in the woods with. Yeah. Is that? I'll be shooting. Left? I got some sevens left over. I'll be hunting with those in the woods too. Yeah. I got those sixes as well. So I'll be kind of mixed between those six and sevens. But yeah, man, I think this was kind of a, this was, this was good. We always, man, I think some of the shows that we just do together come out better than, yeah. but, um, man, 
this kind of last minute show and it was fun and man, let's get ready for season. Uh, I'll be with sharp in three weeks and then Joe and next month more than once. We'll, I'll probably make two trips out there and then we'll all meet in Arkansas. So the Southern boys are ready to get after it. Tired, of, get of, it, watching, tired of watching yeah. the Yankees shoot birds. I know, bro. That's what drives me crazy. It's like, God. Them and them duck the goose. Them and them duck the goose. Goddamn tenderfoot. Get some flooded corn, my guy. Tenderfoot. We're just joking. Nah, yeah, we're joking. We got a lot of good friends up north, so. It's, I'll get up there and I'll shoot them over the corner when I get up there. Yeah, yeah. we have a lot of good friends oh, up enjoy north. Enjoy the there. invites up north. Yeah, sure. but this has been busy this um, year. I'll be yeah, up man. there next year. Oh yeah, I'll be up there this year. So when do you when are you going to hunt with Dave? Uh, the eighth through the eleventh, I'll be oh, up man. there. So heck yeah, dude. um, yeah, I'll be up there having fun. Uh, Dave, if you're listening to this. <laughs> Tenderfoot, but no, yeah, Dave's a rough. He's a roughneck man. He's a he's a farmer. He's a, he grinds it out, man. If if you never met a farmer, man, those get those guys are they they grind it out, man. So, um, but I'm excited to go out there, man. Give me a black duck to mount, and then some sea ducks, and and we'll see what happens. So, but uh, yeah. We'll go ahead and end it here. And uh, man, y'all have a good one. Hey guys. And like always, I want to thank Violent Honor Outdoors for what they do for our service members, first responders and veterans. I also want to thank The Real Decoy. And I want to thank A-Bear Custom Decoy Rigs. Like always, y'all have a good one and let Valor not fail. Mm-hmm.